The seventh rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League volleyball and commending its student athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. Only one more shot, one more chance to get it. You know? That's our intro. I'm just, I'm literally going to put that there. Sure. Okay. Cool. You sound so excited about that. Have we been recording this whole time? Yep. (laughs) All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the 7th Rotation Volleyball Podcast. We have to apologize because last week we sat here and, well, I personally said, like, I don't see Louisville winning the tournament and all of this stuff. And um, then we were talking about them moving into number one, potentially. And Joel was like, yeah, they'd have to beat Texas, which is a really tall task. And then we started talking about how beating Texas was a tall task. And then Iowa State was like, screw you guys, we're going to beat Texas. Yeah. Um, Iowa, so, yeah. St- <laughs> Iowa State straight drug us through the mud. Through the absolute <laughs> mud, down the toilet. We know nothing. Um, yeah. Okay. Iowa State literally took everything that we said and they said, watch us. <laughs> they said, where you try me. <laughs> literally. Um, they went very Midwest. You know, like in the Midwest when you say, like, like someone, like, says you can't do something and you're like, oh, yeah, hold my beer. It was very like that. Oh, very like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Anywho's, um, shakeups in the top five. Nebraska is now in the number one spot after Texas obviously lost to Iowa State and Louisville lost to Pitt. Granted, at Pitt, I did get to see the end of that match. Um thought Pitt was going to get reverse swept for a hot minute. <laughs> Louisville kind of waited till like the third match or the fourth match to show up, uh, but they did end up losing. So San Diego is now in the top three. Louisville is in four or is number four, I should say. And Wisconsin is number five. Michigan has now dropped out of the top 25. They had a chance to get back in there tonight, but unfortunately also showed up a little late against Ohio State. And uh, is now out of the top 25. Or is still out of the top 25, I should say. Wow, it's been a long day. I just got done watching that game, Ohio State versus Michigan. And let me tell you, as a Michigan native, as a Michigander, as someone who likes Michigan athletics, I was really hoping for them to, I don't know, show up. Not that they didn't. (laughs) They get definitely the did get, get off the bus. No, <laughs> they definitely did get off the bus. However, as a team that I know can perform, they have been ranked. They just dropped out of the rankings. They're on a four game, I think. Yes. Don't quote me. Losing yes. streak. And I just really wanted them to show up against a 
very highly ranked, very strong Ohio State squad, mostly because I absolutely despise Ohio State and partly because they just need a confidence boost. Okay, they do. I'll get off my soapbox. They do. <laughs> um, and I mean, obviously, I well, listeners don't know this, but obviously I texted you during that match. Like that last kill when it got called out, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, 24. It's like, we're going to go extra points, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, fourth match. Mm-hmm. And then I literally saw the replay one time and I was like, oh, uh, yikes. I know. <laughs> I Watching that it's replay, like, I, we both were like, yep. <laughs> we were like, shall we go record? Oh, <laughs> yep. We were just waiting. Um, yeah. Any who's are non why I've said any who's twice now. Literally what gonna, is wrong with me? I was gonna, gonna call you out me. on it and then you did it for me. So if you're wondering, listeners, why I'm like crazy tonight, literally coming to you live from a hotel room in Clarksville, Tennessee. So I've been on the road today. I've just my brain be everywhere. It's after midterm. It's that point in the semester. I'm just here. Just be happy. I'm still here. I was just going to say, but you're here. So don't sell yourself short. Well, I couldn't leave you hanging high and dry, Joel. You'd never survive without me. Okay. I'll take that (laughs) sell yourself short thing that I just said. I'll take that back. I'm grabbing that right back. I've never seen you make that face before. <laughs> before you, before anything even came out of your mouth, I was like, "Oh God!" Uh, I literally love us so much. All right, I know. I know. <laughs> What's not to love? Um, non-summit anyway. player of the week. A non-summit player of the week is from the Big Sky this week. Portland State's Ellie Snook had 26 digs and six assists over Sacramento State on Sunday. So claps and snaps for Ellie Snook from Portland State. You are our non-summit league player of the week. I kind of love that you chose another mid-major being the Big Sky. Um, I love the Big Sky, so... I... My plan is to just hit mid-majors. Like we can sit here That's and great. talk about we can Let's sit here not. and talk about um, <laughs> about power fives all day. We don't want to. But we don't want to. And that's not to take anything away from them, but there there are a million power five podcasts out there, whether it's volleyball, and football, basketball. Correct. I that how many Summit League podcasts are there? As far as I know, there's three. three. And two of them are mine. I was just going to say three and two are yours. There may be more. Other Summit League podcasts, y'all hit us up. Let's start a freaking podcast network. I do know that there are some school specific podcasts. Like, I know there's a couple people who do like SDSU podcasts and stuff. Um, So, those are great. Love that. People should start them for other schools too. And if they're out there, like, let me know. I would love to literally fill all of my free time with like Summit League content. That would be amazing. Says the one who literally told me earlier that she has not listened to my podcast. (laughs) Tall, if you're going to out me on the pod, I'm going to out you. And I, that's not fair. I have listened to it. I just don't listen to every episode. I know. And I also told you that that was perfectly 
Yeah, but were you going to totally tell them fine. that before I brought it up? Or were you just going to no. leave it at Madison? I was going to leave that. I was gonna yeah, leave that's that. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Anyway, thanks for sharing your um, Big Sky non-Summit Player of the Week. Um, I love the Big Sky as someone who worked in Colorado for a long time um, and loves northern colorado and montana um i just really am a fan of the big sky listen anyway we're not here to talk about that so tired of you bringing stuff up and then me about to go on a rant about it and then you're like anyway let's just move on i kind of did that one on purpose but i i feel like um when Christy Posey asked us like about our relationship between a Yotes and a Jackson. And I was like, Oh, it's love hate, but mostly love. I feel like that was wrong. Wait till she listens to the rest of this episode and she realizes it's all hate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She, we love you so much. So much. (laughs) I, we're literally going to fangirl you this entire episode, just so you know. Um, so be prepared. Come all right, let's talk about come correct or don't come at all. Let's talk about our ticket smarter peak performers of the week. I will give you the offensive and Joel will give you the defensive. So the I offensive peak performer of the week is Allie Hinsey from North Dakota State. She recorded a team high 34 kills in two wins. She's absolutely on fire out of the right pin. It's insane. Um, I saw a video of her hitting from the pin the other night and I was like, it was it was like on ice. She literally just glides over there, like she's on ice skates, and just I. It's graceful. I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, she had a match high eighteen kills and a season best six blocks in the sweep over Western, and also tallied a double double with sixteen kills and eleven digs in the sweep over St. Thomas. So, again, your ticket smarter offensive peak performer of the week is Ali Hinsey. Okay, I have to say something, and this might get me canceled by all of my fellow coyotes. Oh, Lord. Allie Hinsey might be my favorite player to watch. That's not going to get you canceled. In the Summit League. And we have the leading, like the nation's leading scorer on our squad. So That's true. I'm just, what you just said about her literally ice skating, like, be, she's the most graceful player. She doesn't, like, look like she's doing anything. Like, she, she doesn't Correct. look like she's working. It just comes so easily and naturally and, like, gracefully. If I were trying to do the things that she does, I would look like the blow-up inflatable guy at the car washes. I was just going to bring that up um, because <laughs> you've been told that. I almost, brought, I almost brought that up in our interview with Posey today. <laughs> But I didn't. Well, now she's getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so for the for the explanation, Christy, when we were discussing dancing, and Joel was like, Oh my gosh, I love dancing. We should get together sometime. I almost brought up how he told me off the pod that his friends have told him that when he dances, he looks like the inflatable blow-up thing outside of a car wash. But I didn't. Oh no. But it's out there now. So. Oh no. It is not just when I'm dancing that I look like that. It is in general. (laughs) (laughs) 
So on that note, I am bringing you this week's defensive peak performer of the week brought to you by Ticket Smarter. We should get them to sponsor us. Anyway, Madison Harms from the University of South Dakota. Nuh-uh, don't I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm don't kidding. I'm it. kidding. <laughs> it was a sarcastic nod to Ohio State for winning against Michigan tonight. So anyway. The. Yeah. Anyway, Madison Harms. We talking about you right now, girl. And we love it, Anya, because... You recorded a career-high 13 blocks in the five-set reverse sweep of Denver, and you added 10 kills and six blocks over Omaha this week. And guess what that helped you do? You already know it. Extend your streak to seven games. So the Coyotes back on their business, and let's see. I'm going to knock on wood and not jinx us. But let's see if we can get that 13 uh, win streak, 13 game win streak back. So congrats to Allie. Congrats to Madison. Y'all slay the summit. Slay the summit. That's a new hashtag. Slay the summit. Oh my gosh. Literally the summit league should pay us for coming up with dang hashtags. Truth. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Where's my endorsement deal? (laughs) <laughs> nil come on now okay so in addition to our ticket smarter peak performers of the week we are also going to run through our players to watch for the week um i'm kind of obsessed and i have a giant list this week so bear with me so starting us out with um our players to watch, and this is in no particular order. I'm just literally rattling off names. But Kaya Dunford from ORU. I'm choosing her as one of my players to watch this week because she led the Eagles in the attack for the fourth straight match. She recorded 21 kills for a 373 attacking percentage, and both of those were season highs. So Kaya Keep leading those eagles. Keep soaring. Oh, flying. Wow. <laughs> These are the soaring heaven that we can't reach. reach. If we're trying, if you're trying, so we're breaking through. <laughs> oh. oh my God. I can't believe we just sang I a musical. Okay. And on that note, literally, but an shh. Sakura LaCour had a match high nine blocks against Kansas City in her one lone game this week. Nine blocks. Great, 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 great. Love love it, love it, love it. Okay, so now on to our trio from Kansas City. We have Odyssey Warren, Raina Smith, and Sydney Henry, all who recorded career highs this week. So shouts to them. Odyssey Warren, Raina Smith, and Sydney Henry. Recording career highs. We'll start with Odyssey. Um, she tallied a career high 22 kills in her lone match, added 15 digs for a double double. In one match, a double double, 15 gigs, 15 gigs, 15 digs, <laughs> and 22 kills. Raina Smith recorded a career high 21 kills in her lone match this week and combined for 43 kills 
um, with Odyssey. So if you just did that math correctly, 43 kills between Sydney and Raina. Raina and Odyssey. Who did I say? Sydney. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Raina okay. and Odyssey. Yes. They're all on the same team. I, see, I got excited because I was about to share Sydney's accolades. So Sydney recorded a career high 18 digs and a career high 31 assists in her fifth double double of the season. Go, Sydney. Okay, moving on from Kansas City, we have Elizabeth Norris from UND recording her third triple double of the season in the sweep over Western Illinois. She had 11 kills, 14 assists, and 10 digs. Michelle Glover from North Dakota State University ties the Summit League lead with a hitting percentage of 0.403. So go, Michelle. She's been another one that's been so fun to watch. Um, girl on the attack mode. And certainly last but not least, certainly, wait, last but certainly not least, am I okay? No, you're not. <laughs> you're not okay. What is happening to me? I don't know. It's just one of those weeks. Last but certainly not least, our girl, Mariah Murdy, telling 12 blocks on the week to lead the Mavericks defensively. I just get so excited because I freaking love Mariah. I do too. The basketball star is coming into her own, ladies and gents. She is yes, making she her presence is. known on the volleyball court. Well, there you have it, folks. That is our players to watch list for this week. Did I miss anyone? Did you have anyone to add? Um, I added Odyssey in there for you. Oh, that's right. Because I, I couldn't that's... find, for whatever reason, I couldn't find her stats. I think that that's... Um... Oh, who's the girl from North Dakota? Hold on. Let me look this up because I want to get it right. I want to get her name right. Talk about something while I look this up. <laughs> Are you thinking Syra? No. Nope. Um, okay, well, while she's looking, I'm going to move us forward from our players to watch list. Let's go and break down the games from this week. Let's give some highlights. So we have Denver splitting their two matches with USD and SDSU. So they lost three to two against USD, took a full five matches, a full five sets to conclude the match, and SDSU, they won three. Uh, SDSU, they won three to zero. Found it, found it, found it. Sorry. Okay, hit us. Um, Allie Barth. Oh, Allie okay. Barth from North Dakota State had six blocks the other night, and she's a frosh, so that's impressive. Frosh means freshman if you guys aren't cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought we were lovers, not haters here. You can't just be hating on our listeners if you're not cool like that. (laughs) Oh, stop. They know I love them. If you have listened to these episodes and you're still with us. Literally, you deserve a freaking trophy. (laughs) If you're still here. Yes. Um, If you got past my, like, crazy (laughs) tangents and you got past Joel's first cackle, like, you deserve a trophy. Absolutely, 100%. I'm really glad you didn't, like, choke on your water when I said that. Oh, yeah, we're good. 
All right, so moving forward, Omaha split their matches as well. So they won against SDSU three to one, and they lost to USD also three to one. Um, Kansas City takes home a pair. Nope, not a pair of wins. Their only one um, match that they played this week. They won against ORU three two. It again was a five set thriller. Um, North Dakota won both of their matches this week against St. Thomas three to one and Western three to zero. NDSU notches their win also against Western Illinois in a sweep and swept St. Thomas as well. Um, We mentioned this earlier, but USD won their reverse sweep over Denver and took down Omaha in four sets. And that should cover everyone. Yeah, that is everyone. Yeah. Um, Well, we have an absolute treat for you tonight. We sat down with the legend herself. Um, We've said her name already, so it's no secret. But we did get to sit down with Christy Posey yesterday, and it was fantastic. She's amazing. We love her, and we're excited for you to hear it. So stick around. Hello, listeners. We are back. I don't know about you, but I have been waiting for this interview. We are absolutely ecstatic to welcome to the show in her 12th season, Kansas City's all-time wins leader and a remarkable volleyball mind, Christy Posey. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be here. I am so, um, I feel so grateful for this platform uh, because obviously you both have great passion for the league, um, great passion for women's sports, and most specifically volleyball. So I feel really, really fortunate that I get the chance to share just some time with you all. Well, thank we you. feel fortunate that we get to sit down with Chrissy Posey. I can't even, like, I can't even, I appreciate that, but literally all of it back at you. <laughs> thank you. Um, let's dive in. So your squad recently beat SDSU and Oral Roberts to win two of the last three matches and even got you to dance a little jig in the post game. (laughs) There are some implications, though, with a three-way tie for sixth. So talk to us about the momentum and morale of the team as you welcome the North Dakota schools to the Sweeney Center this week. Well, obviously an important time. Uh, We're, we're feel (laughs) relieved and grateful that we have some time at home. Um, that last week with uh, just a single match against ORU, our travel partner, that we had a chance to train um, for whatever reason, probably because of the where we are in the conference schedule um, in terms of ORU and us are both in the, we have the extra midweek match uh, t- two times uh, in the league. And so sometimes that, that, raises just the challenge of making sure your players get well rested and recovered and then also training and with new players, young players, training is really, really important. So our process all season has been, can we get in the gym and, and really learn um, and not have it be in game situations where obviously it matters in terms of conference standings. So we're really, really fortunate or, or feel feel lucky to be at home and just 
grateful for the time that we can um, spend three matches at home and try to build some momentum going into the second half. So, um, yeah, it's it's been nice to sleep in our own beds and eat our own food and all those good things that you get when you're at home. Absolutely. That sounds great. So moving into our next question, we had Odyssey Warren, Raina Smith, and Sydney Henry all set career highs this week. How are we celebrating? Dancing. (laughs) I knew that was going to come up. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. You know, um, obviously uplifting uh, moods in practice, uh, sometimes just a little more juice, um, that we all have uh, after wins. It has been a challenging season. Uh, We played a pretty tough preseason schedule and uh, had some really great moments, but couldn't sustain those, you know, nearly long enough in some important matches. Um, But so we're, we're just trying to help each other understand when um, through the hard times, we can stick our nose to the grindstone and stay through it. And, but really celebrate the positives, uh, even even if that doesn't, uh, the outcome isn't a victory, we still look for small victories through that with a, mm-hmm. a um, transitional team. I wouldn't say all of us are young. We certainly have some veterans back, but the transition of our team is still, we're still in learning mode for sure. But yeah, it, lots of dancing, lots of smiling. Sometimes there's jokes, um, So, but, but a pretty positive uh, week, no doubt. Yeah, no, that was really impressive to see three of your players <laughs> reach their all-time highs. That's that's really cool. And so definitely well-deserved and definitely worth celebrating. Thanks. Um, our next question actually comes from someone on Twitter that follows us. So Troy G, he is also very active in the Summit League spaces. Um, he asks, the change from the WAC to the Summit League has had to come with a host of both new challenges and new opportunities. Has that change affected the way that you recruit or the systems that you run? Oh, that's a great question, Troy. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you know, Obviously, the travel situation is more beneficial um, in the in the Summit League, uh, being able to be on the road and be back at home earlier and more recovery time. That's been that's been great. Um, in terms of recruiting, I feel like the WAC was maybe um, a little bit more physical, um, even though we have wonderfully dynamic and physical players in our league. But I think the Summit League is really well known for their ball handling, their defense, um, the ability to, you know, just scrap and scramble and play long rallies. Um, We've always kind of uh, gravitated towards those players. Um, We're not generally getting multiple players at 6'2 or 6'3 and above. So we rely on our speed and... um, trying to play more horizontal than vertical. Um, so I think ours, we haven't really, I don't think changed a great deal of our recruiting. Um, we're always trying to find athletic, dynamic, uh, quick players, like all, all play, all teams. But I think we tend to want to ball handle a little bit more or quicker athlete mm. um, than maybe some other teams in our league. Kind of our niche is the one foot takeoff. We we like to play with multiple kiddos, trying to go fast, uh, more once again more lateral, um, and that's that's been successful when we can handle the ball. 
Um, this We've been a little bit in and out of that. Once again, still trying to find a good rhythm and consistency with not just in serve receive so we can side out that way but also can we transition and play fast um you know defensively so some things some, I was just some of it has mention. been good and and some we're still we're still working towards that Love it. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. I was just going to mention um, last year in basketball, when we talked to JC Hoyt, she said the same thing about the WAC being physical and the Summit being a little bit more technical, a little bit more dynamic. So I just think that that's super interesting um, that that maybe that's a conference thing in general that kind of transcends all sports. And it could be just regionally, we all recruit very similar in mm. the same area. And typically the Midwest mm. is, you know, kind of not not to take anything away from coasts or the South, but a little bit grittier or just hard nosed kind of, you know, blue collar kind of kids. So I think that's, that lends itself to, to the kind of kids we recruit. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem taking anything away from the coast because I think that these polls out here ranking everybody on the coast and not the, like I could go down an entire <laughs> rabbit hole about the, the Midwest not getting the respect it deserves um, in, in Division One sports. So I don't have any problem taking anything <laughs> well, away from the coast. Well, <laughs> but I know that's not what you were trying we to do. We might have to schedule another podcast, Madison, for that one. I listen. We're very here for that. I could have, if I had the time, I could have about six or seven podcasts just dedicated to very like niche topics. Um, yeah, that would be bad though. My husband would not appreciate <laughs> me always being on a podcast. Um, Kimora Whetstone is someone who I personally have fangirled over. Um, and she's someone who kind of flies under the radar, but is always present in a stat line here and there. Talk to us about her impact and her role on the team. Well, I have said from the get-go, I've never coached a quicker player than Kimora. Um, well-trained, played for Munciana um, Volleyball Club in Indianapolis. And um, I, I have great appreciation for Kimora's ability to be up and down before the other team sometimes can can land um you know she she just is such a unique talent and you know i at the you know at the outset when we're looking at teams and looking at rosters before the season even begins you know and we're trying to you know kind of make our way where do we feel like we're going to fit and what are our strengths and so forth and knowing kamora's speed was was always going to be an advantage for us we felt but the kid is five nine, you know, and we're going up against, you know, big time physical players across the net who are very skilled and athletic. Um, and so, but Kamora has has got a little bit of a just an attitude that hey, she's she's going to go and do her business, and it doesn't matter if you're six four or you're six one or you got two on me, I'm still going to do my best and and give my team the best chance to to once again be quick and. Uh, explosive. And so, yeah, I, I continue to marvel at, um, even as a young player and still learning, she has a long way to go, but just what God given talent she, she has her gifts that she has. And then obviously we want to ex ex even explore more what she's, um, able to do, but, um, a great pickup for us. And, um, I, I'm glad that she's flying under the radar, <laughs> but I do think people people now scout her and plan for her differently than they did earlier. 
Understandably so. That's a very, very excellent answer to that question. Um, we always like to ask one fun question. So, Coach, if you controlled the music on the bus or in the locker room, what kind of tunes would you be bumping? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I get some, <laughs> I get some 80s music. I like, you know, September is one of my favorite songs. If that comes on the the uh, our speaker, I probably am going to bust a move or two. Um, so- <laughs> okay, Christy, that is my go-to yeah. karaoke song. So you and I, we need to... Uh, <laughs> get together sometime. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I, you know, Zach Waring is our assistant coach, and he's very much about the ox cord. Anytime we go into a, to a visitor's um, a venue, and then certainly we have our speaker at home. Odyssey Warren is our local DJ. Uh, sometimes I get a little frustrated with that kiddo as she's more consumed with the playlist than getting warmed up. Um, <laughs> you, know. you need a good playlist to get in the right mindset, though. There is a, an eclectic mix of, of music, some of which I've not heard. Um, I like to sing along, but many times I can't quite understand some lyrics. So I <laughs> pull up the lyric sheet and try to try to see what I can do and throw out some some lyrics and to much to the surprise of my players you know uh, I think there was one time we they did they were doing something and a little late to to get back from a water break and I clapped my hands and said it's about damn time and so that yes <laughs> we love a good Lizzo moment I still got to try to find a little bit of street cred in this you know at my age and trying to relate to the youngsters <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think you've got lots of street cred. <laughs> Much, yes. <laughs> Have they ever played anything that you were surprised that they played, like surprised that they knew? Uh, no, because they don't usually go down my my uh, playlist whatsoever. So I, when we're in vans and we're traveling, I try to educate them on the finer, um, you know, older, more veteran uh, artists uh, James Taylor is my all-time all-time favorite artist. Stop! I loved. I generally love doesn't get you going, you know, in terms of a warm-up. Mm-hmm. But, Correct. Um, it's not a good pump-up. Yeah. 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 Um, so, if if they've had a time in my van, we usually go through a little music trivia, and uh, uh, but I I, uh, I I don't know that I've heard a song that because they typically are going way out of my realm and so they have to educate me on, on all that stuff two-way education yeah i love it yes um all right our last question for you we want to know what changes you've seen in your coaching style over the years so if you were to look yeah. back at halstead high christy oh, posey yeah compared to summit league christy posey what has changed and what what hasn't changed oh my goodness oh my goodness okay so I think the general core beliefs have always been, uh, I have, I have maintained those that is, uh, hard work, um, respect and connection to team teammates. Um, one of the great things that I think is different about volleyball than any other sport in the universe is how connected and how important it is to, to, um, to, to play together and there's no other better team sport, in my opinion. Um, every contact, with the exception of an ace serve or a solo block, is connected to a previous contact from a teammate. 
um, I guess an overpass, but you know, all the other stuff, you just have such dependability upon your own team um, to help you be successful and to lift each other. So I think those, those um, commandments, if you will, or core beliefs have always been, um, been part of me and, and will continue to be until the last breath I take. Um, I do think I have um, relaxed just a little bit. Now, my staff and my players would probably disagree with that. <laughs> uh, but there would be times when I was in Halstead or even at Blue Valley Northwest, and I would, a kid would be late or a kid would be, um, uh, you know, there would be something that would trigger uh, some real frustration on my part. Um, I think I am more. I don't know, um, I guess, tolerant of different styles and different personalities um, and and find new ways to motivate rather than punish um, when young people make errors. I don't generally think people are doing things intentionally. Um, I think in my younger age, I was trying to teach lessons in a way that I don't think would serve me well now. So... I think I've evolved into how can I help players understand where I'm coming from and how that will help them, not only on the court, but hopefully later on in in life. Um, My goals always have been to try to provide the opportunity for lessons uh, to build young, strong women to be independent, self-sufficient, advocate for themselves on so many levels. Um, and so I think that continues to be a mission that I have. And so once again, so grateful that you all have the, um, this, this opportunity uh, for me to share a little bit of my vision and a little bit of my philosophy and sometimes a little bit of fun. <laughs> we love it all. We are, like I said, just absolutely ecstatic. We really appreciate you being here and uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Thank today. you. Thank you very much. We'll hopefully continue on a upward path and, uh, um, yeah. and, and once again, thanks and best of luck. I hope I get to meet you all in person. <laughs> I, we will be in hopefully. Omaha. So you get your team to <laughs> Omaha and we'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, friends, that's coach Posey and the ruse looking for a couple of wins, your chance to see if they do so tonight when they host NDSU followed by North Dakota on Saturday. Stick around and we'll be back. Rue up. And we're back. Thanks so much again, Christy Posey, uh, the legendary coach from Kansas City, Rue Up. Um, Thank you for being here with us. We so appreciated it. Um, So uh, y'all, you just got the inside scoop from the legend herself. What do you think? We do, Christy, if you're still listening, have a tad bit of beef with you. The only beef that we'll ever have with you in our lives. You did something that South Dakotans hate. You made Joel slam his phone on the desk just now, apparently. Um, And it's all because you said coyote instead of coyote. I don't know why the rest of the world, even North Dakota people are like, yeah, coyote. No, no. The South Dakota coyotes 
sounds terrible. And while I would prefer for them to sound terrible, um, they're the kinds. So don't look at me like that. Come correct or don't come at all is what Madison is saying to you right now. It is our only beef, but come correct or don't come at all. It's but we'll Kaya. forgive you. <laughs> we forgive we will you. absolutely forgive you. All right, let's jump into our upcoming matches um, for the third time because Madison screwed up twice, even though you guys didn't get to hear those. Tonight, we have four <laughs> matches. Tonight, we have four matches all in federal time. Western will host Denver at six. Oral Roberts will host North Dakota at seven. Kansas City will host North Dakota State at seven. And St. Thomas will host Omaha at seven. I made it through the first quarter of this week's matches. All right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes you laugh so much, but I keep doing it because I know that you love it. I am obsessed with it. <laughs> that character is my favorite. Yeah, don't sign me up for cardio. <laughs> Horizontal running. Oh my god. Our listeners are so hating us this week. <laughs> uh okay, Friday. A big game uh for Joel and I personally is the Jackrabbits at the Coyotes at 7 p.m. I'd be nervous, but it's fine. We're not gonna talk about it. Guess On this Saturday, Joel. Yes, I'm going. I'm going to that game. Oh, I thought you said guess who's going to win. I was like, Joel, I don't have time for this. Oh, no, I said guess who's going. I'm kind I'm of jealous going. that you're I'm going to be there personally, in person, live. It's happening. I am going to be in Marshall, Missouri this weekend, and I am very much considering hopping over to Kansas City on Saturday. I haven't decided yet, though, because when I go home, obviously I'm going the other direction. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel in the moment. On Saturday, Western will host Omaha at 12 p.m. St. Thomas will host Denver at 12 p.m. Oral Roberts will host North Dakota State at 1. And Kansas City will host North Dakota at 1. All times. Central. Oh, we have Tuesday games next week? Mm-hmm. Interessante. Um, next Tuesday... North Dakota will host South Dakota at 7, and North Dakota State will host South Dakota State at 7. So we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 matches in the next five days. Yes. That's a lot. Basically what we're saying is a lot could change and a lot could stay the same. We could create more separation or we could create less separation, which I would love. I'm curious to see how this week's matches go because I feel like it is the point in the season where things do start to really solidify. Yes. I feel like if this week were to create more separation in the two through seven spots, then I feel like maybe the top four teams are safe. 
if no more separation is created or less is created, then it's an absolute crapshoot till the end of the season. Yeah. Which I would love. <laughs> I mean, um, we don't have long to wait to find out. Correct. Um, what is your game to watch? Obviously, the game I'm going to be at in person, the USD versus South Dakota State game. Tell me why. Because I will be there in person and because (laughs) it's so much more fun in person and because it is the rivalry South Dakota Showdown series and South Dakota is going to win. Okay. (laughs) Um, My game to watch is actually well-informed and not biased at all, unlike my podcast partner. (laughs) Rude. Oh, stop. You love me. Um, My game to watch is North Dakota at Kansas City. Let me tell you why. I, after talking to Chrissy Posey, actually, this kind of was more solidified for me because Kansas city had the lone match last week. Christy pointed out they had all week to train. They get to be at home. They had the lone match at home, right? They played Oral Roberts at home and now get to stay home and have the week not off, but the week off from competing. I think that North Dakota is a beatable team for Kansas city right now, regardless of the week off of competition. But I think that that helps Also, the Roos are riding that momentum from beating or winning two of their last three matches. They beat South Dakota State, lost to USD, and then beat Oral Roberts. I feel that the loss to USD is nothing to be ashamed about. They're leading the league. The nation's leading scorer is on that team. That's not nothing to hang your head about. So I pick that game for those reasons. If Kansas City wins and North Dakota splits, that's not necessarily a huge deal, but if Kansas City beats North Dakota and Oral Roberts beats North Dakota, that gives North Dakota two more losses and drops them and also pushes up two of the teams that are tied for sixth place with South Dakota State and Oral Roberts and Kansas City. We know it's all about the implications with me, so I probably could have just said, why did I pick this? Implications. But you know I like to explain things, so. You just went an Full deep dive. Oh, and I can. It can get worse. No, I know. I know. I can sit I here and talk about swing rates and distrib- distribution of wealth from the center and systems and rotation. I could sit here all day. I know, but it's I won't because so I need fun. to sleep. <laughs> Correct. Um. Yes, I love that. Um. I didn't even really ask you what your game of the week was, and you went fully on a tear. I did. <laughs> I love it, though, because it's all so real, and it is all so possible. Um, this There is a lot of implications for all of this week's games, and yeah, I just really think it, you said it perfectly in so many, so many ways. How do you feel about St. Thomas and Western at this point? Because I feel like, I mean, St. Thomas could go on like an absolute mad streak and 
win eight matches, but also like these people that are like seven and four um, and four and whatever, like they would have to literally lose out the season. So it's not impossible. I just like don't see it happening. And Western, unfortunately, I think is pretty much done for this season. I would agree on both of those accounts. Um, I would like to say that St. Thomas could potentially be in it still because they could go on a streak and win the next eight games. But I think what you said about having the other teams have to lose the remainder of the season, which I don't see happening. Right. I think, honestly, my opinion is that St. Thomas and Western are already out. Dunzo. I, I, do. I hate to say that. I do, You too. know, because I don't want to count anyone out. And honestly, both teams have been playing really, really well lately. You know, like with, with their, what they what have. their records show, with what their records show in comparison to watching them perform and play, it's night and day. Like yeah. someone looking at their records right now, one and 10, oh, and 11, people looking at that on paper are like, oh, that's nothing to write home about. Those are two lousy teams. But when you're in a league like the Summit, where, I mean, look at how good our competition is. For like three weeks in a row, we have had ties. Like, yeah. this is not something to hang your hat on. Like, you can't count these teams out, even though by their records, my honest opinion to, and answer to your question is that St. Thomas and Western are done. I think that there are teams that haven't necessarily been themselves. Um, SDSU being one of those, but outside of that, I Denver sh- should not be seven and four. Denver should be nine and two, maybe ten and one. Like Denver should not be seven and four with what they have. I just feel like they kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Also, I we're gonna get into standings here in a minute, but something I never expected to say this season was that North Dakota has a half game lead over Denver. North Dakota's seven and three. Yeah. Denver seven and four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did not expect. I did not see that. I didn't either. Wow. So if you have not been believing us or you've been writing us off and we say the Summit League is tough, North Dakota has a half game lead over Denver. Summit League's tough. It is tough. Um, I want to just go here for a hot second. Um, Just in response to you saying that these records don't necessarily indicate the level of play. Um, And you saying SDSU and Denver aren't playing like themselves. I just want to go here for a like super hot second. Like, Denver is not playing like themselves. When they came into this season, the preseason poll had them ranked number one. Mm -hmm. And looking at their roster, 
you know, so much talent is on that roster. I know. Like, I, like, I'm not trying to shit on them or like, you know, talk bad, but it's like when you said that these records are not indicative of what's actually happening because there are teams that aren't playing like themselves. Like there's something obviously going on. Like it can't be ignored at this point. Like I don't, I'm not talking bad, but like the pattern of behavior is now something that sends alarm bells. I hate it for them. I really do. Um, I, and I hate it for SDSU. I just know, I know that they're better than that. And I, I get yes. that that sounds for those of you who like that. Those of you that all you know about me is that I got my master's at SDSU and I'm a diehard Jackrabbit. Like, yes, those things are true. My dad went there. My grandpa went there. My aunt went there. Like, yes, those things are true. But what you don't know, you can ask Dan George Alice. When I was in grad school, I think I missed like four volleyball games. Four. And oftentimes I was the only person in the student section. I've seen this team. I've watched this team for the past two and a half. How long have I been out of grad school? Like three and a half, uh, the past three and a half years for when I was in grad school. And now that I've been out, I've watched this team. Um, I know they're better. I know they're better. And I hate seeing this because I know they're better. And it's the same thing with Denver. I can't, I can't say I've watched them as much as I've watched SDSU, but I, I just know that they're better. But you know what? We're at the halfway point. We're just past the halfway point. Even though it doesn't seem like a lot of time, there's still a lot of time. Like we said, there's 11 matches in the next five days. So even though it's only four weeks until the tournament, I, they, you can play a lot of matches in that amount of time. So there's still time. But I'm excited to see what happen, what's going to happen. And I'm also very nervous to see um, what's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like it, it's so not how the season was projected to be. Correct. That at this point, it is anyone's ballgame. And I'm so anxious about it because I'm like, this could be anyone. Okay. Well, we had fun. We had a great time talking to Christy Posey. Thank you again. Um, we literally love you. We think you're amazing. Remark- I love remarkable volleyball minds. That is all I will say about that. We have a lot of matches coming up. Make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you DM us with your questions. We have no idea who's going to be on the show next week. Just kidding. Yes, we do. We have one interview nailed. I was going to say, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Joel is going to sit down with St. Thomas on whatever day he's going to sit down with them. And that will be Friday next week, Friday on Friday. So tomorrow. And we will have that and our usual antics for you next week. Just keep listening. Keep tweeting. And And remember remember to to hashtag stay on the summit. Later skaters.